What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Pals Podcast. I'm your co-host, George Boutsalis. And I'm Ricky Liordi. And this week's episode, we had David DeLooper on. Who is David DeLooper, you might ask? Well, he is also known as the Jumbotron guy. He was on 30 NBA Jumbotrons in 30 days. Uh, most of you probably saw him on Bleacher Report, NBA, uh, all over the internet. A uh, lot of fun convers, a lot of fun talking about the experience and finding out how it came came about. Yeah, it was an honest, good conversation. Like he actually started the conversation with us, asking us how we started the podcast, which was quite interesting. And we talked about what made him do it, how he did it, like logistically, what were some of his best moments. Uh, and yeah, we even ended up talking Jordan documentary and just chatting basketball and sports. Honestly, great dude. Even better conversation. Conversation. You definitely want to listen to this one. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors, Ilberry and Goose at Ilberry and Goose, www.ilberryandgoose.com. I say it once, I'll say it again. We keep saying the same thing, but they're fantastic, guys. Their products are incredible. I was wearing their hat all day today, keeping the keeping the flow out of the face. Uh, I got their candles lit up in here, keeping the aroma nice and nice and sweet, keeping the environment nice and cool. Uh, amazing products, guys. Check them out, ilberryandgoose.com. Support local Canadian businesses. And we also announced the winner of our recent Long Sleeve Pals podcast limited edition shirt. Listen to the end of the episode and you'll find out who the winner is. What do we say, my pal? LFG. Let's go. How do, you, how do you guys know each other? <laughs> I'll let you go with it. The script, I love it, I love it. Um, we, well, I, how we know each other, Ricky and I, we met in uh, first year, freshman year of university, uh, the University of Western Ontario. That's, I think, now over a decade ago we met. Um, and, yeah, I just became buddies, hit it off through sports. is one of the big ones and, and, you know, kind of a passion for travel amongst other things. And... Uh, and then a few, this past year, just before the new year, we're like, let's do something new. Let's do something so we can, you know, have an excuse to hang out more. Because as we get older, our lives are going different directions with careers and all that. So we said, I think Ricky had the idea. He said, let's do a podcast. I said, why not? And uh, it just kind of started one day. Dig it. I uh, Full disclosure, I've been to Canada twice. Okay. Um, I went when I was 18 years old. Just because you can drink in Canada at 18, so like we yeah, and buddy, basically yeah, me and my buddies went to uh, we rented a U-Haul truck, so because that's the only thing you can rent when you're 18, you can't rent like an enterprise car. So we rented a U-Haul truck and drove eight hours across the border. Um, so I'm a, I'm a big fan of Canada, so I, I support. I'm, I'm guessing you went to Montreal. Yeah, yeah Montreal. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of everyone's spot at 18. Anybody kind of in the perimeter from the States to even like provinces over in Canada, everyone kind of goes to Montreal when they're 18. That's the, that's the destination of choice for sure. 100%. So we're, I'm we're assuming the second time was Toronto for the Raptor game. Second time was Toronto for the Raptor game. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like Canada's so cold. I hate to be that guy that says it, but like, I don't know how you guys deal with it. It's freezing up there. Yeah, it's in the winter it's cold yeah 
Yeah. Where where about where in the states are you are you located? So I'm from Jersey and I live in Philly now. Um, so I grew up a fan as the New York Knicks because I used to watch like Sprewell and Houston growing up. And like my first ever NBA game was at Madison Square Garden. And when you go to Madison Square Garden, like I mean, come on, like yeah, it, you know. Um, and then so I live in Philly. I support the Sixers just because they're fun and I, I'm able to get some tickets at times. But like, yeah, I know your face says it all. But, uh, <laughs> It's like the worst team to support. I'm not gonna lie. It's the most frustrating uh, fandom I've ever had. So. And so did you? So you grew up oh, a Knicks fan. That's your team, like your go-to, or have you kind of now? Do you kind of like Philly's kind of your go-to now? Have you converted, or are you still? So like it. I mean, like here's the thing. Like being a Sixers fan is is tough, but like being a Knicks fan is even tougher. Like especially <laughs> the last couple of years. Um, so like I support the Sixers, but like if someone's like, yo, what's your team? I'd say the Knicks hands down. Um, and like the Knicks community, like in New York, there's something about the Knicks community compared to like the Brooklyn Nets, like the Knicks community kind of has this legacy and like, they're all supportive of each other. And then the Brooklyn Nets, it's like, and no offense to them, they have a beautiful arena and like a really strong fan base too, but they're just like too different. Like. The Brooklyn Nets fans are kind of new. Some are like more hipster, and it's just, it's a they're different populations to say the least. And it's tough, right? Like one is have been there so long, and the other one just a new so, franchise. So then to ask you then, as a fan, seeing the Brooklyn Nets moves they made, who do you think is the, if one of them wins a championship next, which of the New York teams is the first one to win one? Oh, I mean, when you got Kyrie and KD, like you're gonna win, like. Like next year they're gonna come back and they're gonna win. That's my prediction between the two. Yeah. Like I, I play yeah. NBA 2K and like Kyrie and KD are just superstars, so like it's unfair. And then they got like Spencer Dinwiddie or whatever his name is, yeah. like Jared Allen, I think too. Like they'll be, oh, they're gonna win. They're gonna crush the Knicks. Yeah. Well, so, they gotta get past uh, the Great White North because right now there's no ball and we still oh. keep it so. Rob's going to say they're still the champions for a little bit longer, I guess. <laughs> Yo, that was, you guys, I mean, good for you guys, for sure. Like, are, are who are you Who are you guys fans of? Like, are, are you talking about? Yeah, we're Raptors fans, big Rob's fans. What do you guys think of Kawhi, then? That's the... You know what? He did his job. He, he came here, he had one job to do to get us to the finals. Even if we didn't win the finals, he got us there, and then we won, which was... The best thing to happen since the Jays, 92, 93, I guess. But, like, we were ba basically babies at that point. So we weren't around to really see it. So he did exactly what he needed to do. He wants to go live in sunny California. I got no nothing but love for the guy because he brought us one of the best moments of our lives. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I was – I remember when that trade stuff was happening and they were, like, following his, like, planes and stuff coming in and out of the air. Like, that was ridiculous. Like, there was so much hype around that. But um, it's unfortunate. Kyle, Kyle, but at the end of the day, he got us the championship, and that's uh... – Yeah, we're – look, to give you an, a comparison, I mean, obviously, New York – you know New York, so you know John Tavares played for the Islanders for a mm -hmm. long time. And, and – the one thing I think how someone uh, like one of the sports networks up here framed it is when Tavares left New York and came, they said came home to Toronto, we applauded him. You know, he wanted to play for the team he grew up loving. He wanted to be at home. So we celebrated that. New York hated him, but we celebrated. So a year later, Kawhi comes here, I guess against his will, wins as a championship, but then wants, you know, says he wants to go play at home. He always did want to play at home. Yeah. And, you know, the Clippers were the team that they said he wanted to go to or L.A., 
So we can't fault the guy. Would have been nice to keep him because I'm sure we would have won a couple more. But you know what? That trophy will never leave and that banner's never coming down. So yep, yep. that's it. Yeah, I mean, like, he, he he got everybody on that team into the level where you have a ring for life, you know? So, like, and he brought the city. Yeah, you're right. Like, can never knock him. And, like, yo, he's funny, man. Like, with his New Balance deal and stuff, how they just, like, they're so bold. It's just, like, fun guy, like, across the top. I, I like what he's doing. I like where he's going. Well, he just that. recently lost the uh, the legal battle against Nike for the trademark of the cloth. No way. That was just big news for him, right? I remember, like, I was, when he first, like, put that up, I was like, why does he, like, even care about it so much? But, yeah, that, I had no idea. Yo, is that a LaCroix, by the way? That's the same flavor, I think, man. Oh, oh cheers to that. Can you guys see each other? I can't see. Dave, I can't see you. Oh, really? I, oh, no, I can see you both. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm in the dark here. It's okay. Oh, camera off and on, Rick? I don't know. No, I see you, George. I just don't see Dave. Yeah. We just had a little, little moment there, a little bit of uh, Cran Raspberry uh, LaCroix, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a lifestyle choice. That's what hey, I see. Yeah. Big fan. In quarantine, that's all I've been drinking because I'm you know, sitting at home. I go through cases of it now. So. Oh, no. It's, it's like I uh, once you go from regular water to like LaCroix or just soda water in general – it, it just changes, like, the way you drink. I don't know. It's just not the same. You know, like, regular water just doesn't do it for me anymore. So. I hear you. Uh, so, the big, the big question. I'm going to jump right into it because we're on this basketball topic. And, you know, I got to ask. Uh, how the heck did you come up with an idea to no, go no. see 30, to go to 30 games, I guess, in 30 days and end up on 30 Jumbotrons? Like, what came first? The chicken or the egg? Like, go to the games be on the jumbotron like how the hell did this materialize uh i mean first of all it was like uh it was a long thought process like i knew i love basketball i mean you could tell from the conversation and such but like basketball changed my life like a few years ago like that's how i made my friends whenever i moved i would go to a court with a ball like you can play pickup basketball you can make friends that way so like basketball always meant something to me and then when you like play a lot of basketball, you hang out with people that like basketball, they talk about basketball. So like I started watching the NBA and I was like, dude, this is like a community, like the NBA, like people care about each other. Like there's a real rivalry. It's just, a, it's a great sport to follow. Uh, so I knew I wanted to visit 30 NBA games and I knew I wanted to do it in 30 days. Cause like I've seen people do it in like seasons and stuff, but like I work a lot and I was like, there's no way I'll be able to get off from work, all that jazz. So eventually I was like, all right, I'm gonna do 30 days. 30 NBA games. And then like I thought of that twist of being on the Jumbotron because I went to a game and like when you go to a game, everybody obsesses about the Jumbotron, right? Like you can see that one dude like on his phone and then his girlfriend like taps him on the shoulder and he's like, oh, like and then just gets like so pumped up. So I'm like, I want to get on the Jumbotron. Like I want people to be like fun and positive. And I was like, I've never seen it done. So like, let me see if I can do it. And um that's when I started like making a plan and, and brought it to action. How long so what, did it take? How long did it take you to come up with this? Was it like a year in the making? Two, six months, a month? So I started. So like the first time I was in, I lived in Atlanta and I went to a Hawks game and I knew one of the guys of the Hawks and I was like, "Yo, I have a Hawk costume from Halloween. I'm gonna wear it." And then I did that. Boom! I got on the jumbotron. I was like, "All right, this is dope." Um, and that was just like a test run. And then I did it again in Philly uh as like another test run but like for me probably 
probably saved up for like a year and a half because it was an expensive trip. Like we were yeah, frugal. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, we probably stayed up to a year and a half. And then like August, last August, the schedule, the NBA schedule came out. And then it took me like a month and a half to figure out like exactly how I could do it. Cause you don't go around like, you know, in a circle. Yeah. I had to go like cross, cross, bang, bang, all that jazz. And how did you, how did you get across from like from point A to point B for games? Was it a mix of like trains, planes, cars? Yeah. So like I would try and like essentially fly to one area and drive as much as I could. Cause rental cars are cheaper, yeah. but like I booked flights so far in advance and I did a lot of spirit flights and, you know, spirit flights are kind of like, you just roll the dice, you know, you're like, <laughs> You're like, yo, like, I hope it takes off on time. Um, <laughs> so I did a lot, but like, if you book a spirit flight, I feel like I endorse spirit all the time. Like if you book a spirit flight, like six months in advance, it's like, like $40, you know? So like, it's, it's doable. And then like, I would stay at like friends places, like to save money. I ate a lot of Taco Bell and I had my buddy Colin come with yes, me too. Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, oh, crush Taco Bell, man. Yeah. Big, when we're on road when trips, like all the Dorito Locos? Dude, the Dorito Locos, I liked them at first, and then I had them too much. I uh, Last Friday, I ended up, like, it was a stay in night, and I ordered, like, off of Grubhub. It was, like, $40 worth of Taco Bell for one person. <laughs> you know how depressing that is, dude? Like, oh, my God. Like, Rick, like, Jeff, like, this is, like, it was just, like, like, oh, it was bad. Like, I'm just shaking my head thinking about it. Like, I remember, like, the next day. Right now. It says you're at limited action or something on your profile. Wait, what? It says limited action on my profile? Yeah, that's why, like, I, I view profile. It says limited guest account. That's why I can't see you. Maybe only George can, but regardless, that's, that's awesome. Um, I, see that this is bad. I'm craving Taco Bell now. I haven't had it in, in over a month because we've been locked up. I actually might go to the Taco Bell tonight. Do, do yeah, a, we do need it. a Taco Bell sponsor for this episode. <laughs> oh, I wish. You know, I, we tried pitching them. So like Taco Bell years ago did this thing for like traveling bands where they're like, yo, if you're a traveling band like on the road doing shows, we'll give you $500 gift cards. So like we emailed a bunch of people at Taco Bell like no luck. Like like just struck out. So and they missed out yeah. on that one because that marketing opportunity would have been huge. What were you doing for work or what do, what do you do for work? Yeah. That allows uh, you to kind of take a month off and, and pursue this crazy dream that we all love. Yeah. Um, so I work, I do communications. I work for Red Bull and uh, I had a slow pitch my boss. I was like, like, I, I was like, Hey man, like, just so you know, like I got this crazy idea uh but i don't know if it'll ever happen you know like and that's how i started and then like two months later i was like hey like i'm kind of like thinking more about it and like i think it'd be really cool to do and, and i'm interested um and then like another month later i was like yeah i kind of made this schedule but like you know let's see how things go and then like yeah, I was, I, I, you're saying this and i'm like man i do this all the time with my bosses like my my boss is like my dad and my uncle <laughs> oh, no way. yeah it's like a slow pitch though you know yeah. you, gotta, you gotta like just ease them into it yeah, yeah. That's uh. You know it's. Go ahead, Rick. Go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say I think because when I started following your journey, I think it was like day five or six, oh, and no. I think I crept your personal account or somewhere online that said you work for Red Bull. So in my head, the whole time I'm thinking this is a big Red Bull marketing thing. Day yeah. fifteen, he's gonna be on the jumbotron with wings and just Red Bull gives you wings. Like I'm like this is a big marketing gimmick. I know it. And then like we're like day like twenty six. I'm like. Man, still no Red Bull. I'm like, what is happening? Dude, there, there was like 
tons of conspiracy theories. Like I got stalked by a few people on LinkedIn. I got like messages being like, yo, we, we see through this. Like we know this is for Red Bull, but like they were supportive. They were like, yeah, take the month off, take a leave of absence. Like it would have been awesome if they were like, yo, here's a couple grand to like support. But, uh, I don't know, maybe next time or something. So, so man, there's, I have so many questions. I'm trying to like my brain out how to hit it, go the right way here. So like, Okay, so you plan it, like you start going on all this stuff. When when you're planning the schedule, did you go based on like what's smart and logistically, or did you pick certain marquee games? Like, did you want to be in certain arenas for certain things, or was it just whatever made the most sense practically and economically? Yeah, it was practically economically. Like it was it was scraped together, like the whole trip. Um, like I used like credit card points, like my parents for Christmas. They're like, "Yo, we'll buy one game for you," like small things like that, like. Dude, I ended up staying at my friend's parents' house, and she wasn't even there. Like, it was awesome. They like, did our laundry. They cooked us dinner. Like, it was awesome. But, um, like, it was all economical. And then the one thing that we were like, all right, we want to go to the Lakers game and the Clippers game on the same day. One, because it, like, it makes sense. But also yeah. to see, like, those two teams play the same arena within, like, 12 hours is, like, a dream, you know? Yeah. Oh, that's Man, awesome. That- so of all the arenas that you went to, what was your favorite one? Dude, the, the Laker. I mean, so like Madison Square Garden, I think will forever be my favorite arena. Yeah. Um, like I saw LeBron James play there in 2010 when he just joined Miami Heat. And like that was a big deal. Um, and I met this dude. His name's like Anthony MSG. Like you guys like check him out. Like he's a character. He's the man. Like I'll connect you guys. But this dude like runs Madison Square Garden. Like he knows every security, he knows every chef, he knows like the president, the all like all like he know he introduced me to so many people and he got me courtside afterwards and I was like, dude, like Unreal. It's crazy. Dude, it was a dream to be on like that or like oh it's crazy. But the dude, the Lakers is like, you know, LeBron is he's the real deal. Like yeah. no offense to your Raptors. Your Raptors are dope right like the crowd was obsessed like it was a good game yeah yeah and like honestly the raptors logo like that logo specifically is yeah, the, best, a good one. the, the best NBA logo of all time in my opinion yeah. like yeah um, so. and so i want a favorite moment of the trip so you mentioned meeting Le- or the lebron or lakers or courtside the knicks what's your favorite you look back on this 30 days what's your favorite moment um, yo, honestly, uh, so I got a tattoo. I'll show you guys this tattoo. It's tough to see. Man, I'm so uh, mad I can't see right now. <laughs> oh, I'm 30, so sorry. That's sick. Man, I got, it's like 30 slash 30 slash 30. I got a tattoo. That was dope. But I, my, for me, the favorite moment was like, honestly, when it finished. Um, because like, oh, I'm not going to lie. The last half of the trip, I was stressing. Like, because I felt like people started like following it and started gaining momentum. And I was like. I had this like pressure was like, yo, I don't want to fuck. Like, can I curse? I don't know. Yeah, if that, right. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't want to fuck up because in all honesty, like if I fuck up and I go 29 for 30, like me myself is like, yo, I'm gonna have to do this again. Like yeah. <laughs> I want to go 30 for 30 for 30. Like I got to do this again. So like I felt immense pressure that second half of the trip when I was like, oh, this is like real. So like really the favorite moment was like when it was done, like I cried a little bit, um, you know, like tears of joy. Oh, cool, man. Yeah, yeah, I'll admit it. Like, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Um, so that was my favorite moment for sure. Like, just, just 
finishing, you know? Is there a point where you were really worried, like, shit, I might not make this game or this might, like, mess up? Was there one game that you, like, almost missed? <laughs> Dude, uh, the second game I got on in the fourth quarter with, like, two minutes left. And I was, like, I was sweating, man. I, and then, like, after that, I was demoralized. Like, day two, Brooklyn Nets. Fuck the Nets for that reason. Um, but, like, <laughs> I was wearing a hot dog costume, and then, like, I, I kid you not, the people, like, two seats next to me got on, like, in the first quarter, and I was like, oh. You're just like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I was like, this is going to be easy, and then nothing happened, so you're right. I was like, are you kidding me? And um, so eventually, like, I got on with the last time out, but I was, like, sweating. I was like, I, I took off the costume. I was, like, just drenched, dude. It was, like, day two, and I couldn't even do it. I was I was freaking out. Of of all the uh, of all the costumes you wore, I, I was just like just scrolling through again to see them. I think the one you wore in Philly is hilarious because you look like you're from like ninth or sixteen hundreds Philly. That is so funny. But yeah. of all the costumes you wore, what was your favorite? And also, I, like it seems like you actually had a rhyme or reason for almost all the costumes. Did they all have a plan, or were some of them like whatever? I'm gonna throw this on because I, I can't find anything. Yeah, dude. Um, most of them. So the day after Halloween. Uh, so like, um, October, November, something, whatever. Like I, I went to like spirit Halloween's and I bought all the costumes or most of them. Uh, and I tried to relate it to each team so that I had a better chance of getting on the jumbotron. Like, like for the Lakers, I wore a taco hat and like, yo, if you have a taco hat, like taco Tuesday, LeBron, like you stand a chance of getting on, you know? Yeah. Um, so all of them tried to have like local relevance to like kind of resonate with that fan base. Um, but, like, that that was the costume itself. Like, thinking about that stuff was crazy. My favorite one was in New Orleans. Uh, I was a crawfish. And uh, just, like, it crushed. Yeah, pelicans, yeah. Yeah, it was, like, people ate it up, too. Like, old, like older folks, like, maybe, like, 60, 70, like, came up to me. And they're, like, oh, my God, like, you're so cute. And I was, like, this is weird. But, like, thank you. You know, like, they were just, like, this is the essence. Like, you're such a good local. And I was, like, ah, man, this is awkward. Um <laughs> I'm actually not from here. Yeah, I was like, I, I, I'm gonna leave tomorrow morning. Actually, I got here today. I'm leaving tomorrow. Uh, have, well, I was just. Did you always try and get aisle seats? Like, was there a rhyme or reason when you bought your tickets? So, like, we ended up only buying tickets for six games. So, um, full disclosure, wow. like, we bought probably the first four games. And like, I, I know some people that work at teams. My buddy Colin knows some people. But, like, towards the last half of the trip, like, teams were reaching out to us. And, like, yeah. mascot, like we had mascots DM us. They're like, yo, you need tickets? And we were like, yeah. <laughs> You're part of the mascot community. Dude, it was in yeah. uh, the San Antonio mascot reached out. Um, the Toronto Raptors mascot, like, uh, somebody from the mascot, like, I don't know if it was the mascot, but somebody reached out. But, like, these Instagram mascot accounts were, like, DMing us, which was, like, Awesome. Like that. Like, so we saved a ton of money. Just know that Dave's DMs are filled with mascots. Dude, literally, like, at first, we were like, is this a fucking joke? Like, like but, uh, that saved, dude, that saved us so much money. Like, um, it, like, it, it made the trip more possible, honestly. That's, That's awesome. a big question I, I've been wanting to know. How did you travel? Did you pack a full suitcase? Was it a carry on? Two uh, suitcases. Dude, um, I had one carry-on, and then my buddy Colin had one carry-on. Like, so we had a backpack and carry-on. Like, but dude, it was like towards the end, man. Like, our like we didn't get to wash clothes. Like, we'd be at a hotel for like a few hours, fall asleep. Like, it was towards the end. We were getting a little, uh, 
how do I put this? Uh, the laundry was like, it was tough towards the end. You know what I mean? Like it, it just like, yo, like, we were road warriors for 30 days. You know, um, I stayed with my parents one night. Like we went to DC. I stayed with my parents and like, I essentially like walked in my, like my home or whatever. And I was like, mom. And she like handed her all the stuff and she just washed it. And it was great. Yeah. So what did you do with the costumes after you wore them? Did you keep them or did you like throw them away, donate them? Yeah, so some I would throw away just because they took like so much. Uh, a lot of them I'd give away to some kid or something. Like, so yeah. I'd like essentially like get on the Jumbotron, like whatever. And then I'd just like a onesie, I'd be like to a little kid who like didn't, I'd give away like the hat or the jersey or something. Yeah. Like that. I did a lot of giveaways on social media, but like I would just I try to. Mitchell Ness one, that was cool. You did a bunch with them, I think. Dude, so Mitchell and Ness, like, uh, they're based in Philly. Like, um, and then I had a buddy that worked at their store, and I told him, he's like, dude, we're going to hook you up with jerseys. And I was like, no. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Because, like, that was part of getting on this, like, the Jumbotron. Like, if you're wearing, if you're wearing the opposite team, you're not going to get on, you know? Yeah. Um, so Mitchell and Ness hooked it up. Like, they were awesome about it. And, like, I've been, I used to walk their shit like in middle school. Like I used to go to thrift stores and find old school hats. So like it was, it was awesome. So most guys in the, in the league signed their shoes and gave them away. You're giving away costumes. Like that's your thing, eh? Walking out the tunnel, Cost- beards, spent costume at kids. Probably made some kids day. He sees you like, that's going to be me one day on the Jumbotrons. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny you say that. Cause like one game, like I signed an autograph for this one kid and he's like, yo, can you sign my Jersey? And it was like in Miami. And I was like, dude, I don't think you want me to sign. <laughs> and he's like, no. And he like pulled out the permanent mark. And I was like, I, I guess man, but like, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> Dave, what did you sign? Would you sign like 30, 30, 30, or did you sign Dave? Like I did. Yeah. I said, Dave, I do my signature, which is terrible. I have awful handwriting. Then I do like hashtag 30 for 30 for 30. Um, so like, and I, I, throughout the trip, it sounds stupid. It sounds like egotistic, but like, I probably signed over a hundred things, but oh, like, that's awesome. it was like cool. But like each time I was like, yeah, I don't know if you, uh, like <laughs> if you really, if yeah, this is for you, you know, like it was, I was like, are you sure? So you got to embrace it though, man. Like it, it's not, I don't think it's egotistic. I think that's really cool, man. Like, you honestly, like I want, I remember seeing you on bleach. I'm pretty sure it's bleacher report. And I'm like, I'm like, is this guy actually doing this? And it was like early on. And then like yeah. it was everywhere, man. Like, honestly, that like when Rick is like, we're going to get him on, I was like, this is a great idea. I thought it was one of the coolest things in, in the moment. And like we were saying, you basically got the experience it just before the whole like lead shut down and everything too. So like, I mean, it's fairly recent, which is, I think, it, I think it's awesome, man. Sign as many autographs as you can because you got to enjoy the moment, right? Yeah, it's funny. Like, I people have been talking to me nonstop. They're like, "Dude, you got so lucky," and I did, right? Like, this league shutdown is is insane. Like, not gonna lie. So I I lucked out. Like, imagine you started. You were on day like twenty, and you've invested all this time, money, energy, and the yeah. league gets shut down, and then you're stuck in like Indiana or something, <laughs> and you're just like, "What do I do now? Do I?" Do I finish my 10 when it's over? And I'm like, kind of 30 for 30 for 30. Like, yeah, it'd be weird. I didn't think about that. Like what, how would I have done it? Cause like, if I was 10 games in, would I've just been like, Oh, like I took a, a hiatus or something. Um, but like, I, you guys probably don't, you guys don't know this. Like I'm a, I'm a germaphobe. Like before all this like COVID stuff happened, I'm a germaphobe. So like I would, Oh, I always carry around a hand sanitizer, like on planes, I travel a lot for work and on planes, I always wear a mask, like no joke. So like, I, it's just, 
like after every game, I would shake people's hands and I would like have my hand sanitized. Like it's it's a real thing. So I don't know how I wouldn't be able to do it even if I like the games were still going. Like I just probably couldn't do it, you know? Yeah, fair. Did you? Yeah. I saw you met some players. Did you get to meet a, a good amount of players? Like if you did, who was the coolest player you met? Yeah, it's like dude, I didn't meet any players i was so bummed um we tried like every time like i met somebody that worked for a team or something I'd be like yo like can i go to the locker room afterwards and they're like no and i was like okay cool um so like i didn't meet any players which sucks because like i would that would have been awesome you know oh i was looking at the mike scott one but i guess that was that's just oh oh yeah so that that was like a something we did afterwards but like that guy mike scott like check that guy out dude that guy is so funny man he like uh man he, that guy just reps philly like he's from dc but he's a sixer that like he got in a fight at like a football game and then like the city still loves him like dude that guy's just a man like uh, he's a good yeah, player epitomizes philly culture eh? like philly, philly sports culture <laughs> yes like philly like philly fucks like philly's like a uh, you know like, like <laughs> Philly fans are fucking brutal. And, like, dude, he just – he does it, man. That guy's the man. You know what's crazy, too, like, that to kind of divert a little bit here? Like, a guy like that embodies, like, Philly culture. But then you got a guy like Embiid, who, in my opinion, doesn't really – because he like like to talk a lot and say what he's about. But then he gets chirped and booed and he can't take the heat. I mean, you got to have thick skin to be playing in Philly and, like, I don't know what what like what's your take on on him? Do you think he's cut out for the future there? Or is he is he someone that might get kicked out of town? No, that's a good question. Um, for me, like my take on Embiid is like sometimes people call him the big lazy because you think he's like big and he's lazy. There's one moment that I'll share. Like yeah. I was at a Sixers game and uh, he got in a fight with Cat with Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. And, like, both of them got ejected or something. But then, like, as he was, like, getting walked out by, like, the coaches and stuff, he, like, turns around in the crowd, like, puts his hands in the air and, like, acts like he's fighting. And, like, is just pumping up the crowd, like, after he got ejected in, like, a game. And the crowd went wild. And, like, for me, I was like, yo, if you're a player that just got kicked out of the game, you're going to get in so much trouble from your coaches. Like, your teammates are going to hate you, but you care about the fans enough that you're willing to, like, have this hurrah moment and pump up the like arena. Like, so once that happened and I saw him, I was like, dude, this guy's got my respect. This guy doesn't care. Like in a good way. Like he just brushes it off. Uh, will he last? Like, I don't know, man, he's good. You know, like he's good. So. I, I, I'm, just not, I'm, not, I'm not obviously a big Philly fan. I mean, the best moment was the moment we won that game. So I'm like, I just have this thing against mainly basketball and yeah. I, just, I don't like Ben Simmons style of basketball and Embiid together but that's just my take uh but Embiid is I think he is like super super talented I just got to figure out that that big lazy as you say if he can turn that switch on and and be more committed then he uh I think he's got a future there yeah Dave I, I want to ask your favorite jumbotron moment like you got on and you're you're dancing doing something ridiculous which like getting on the jumbotron was your favorite yeah like the, the the moment itself or the act of getting on dude um so in uh in toronto actually uh i had this like blow up raptor doll and um like essentially i i blew it up at the start of the game and like there's an old dude in front of me and he keeps looking up he's like super pissed because it keeps hitting him in the head um 
And then the security guard like sees me, like yells at me and he like threatens to kick me out. But like I needed to keep blowing it up. Otherwise I was just like a random person that couldn't be seen in the crowd. So um, essentially like right before every timeout, like I would hit the switch to like inflate this like costume. And then like, I would just like always look over my shoulder to see if uh, the security guard was going to kick me out. Like luckily he didn't. And then the Raptor came over and like we hugged and it was like, pretty badass and then the people around me were like freaking out they're like oh my god the red raptor never comes over here like this is such a big deal and like <laughs> that was um that was awesome that was like that was really cool Dan, i was just because i i remember you came actually for the demar derozan return game yeah i remember literally i'm looking at my oh, phone okay. right i dm'd you and i was like massive game tomorrow for the raps demar coming back and I'm like, I wasn't at that game, but I'm like, man, this guy just ironically picked the best game of the year to be in Toronto. Yeah. One of. Dude, I, I got lucky there. Like, I remember, like, the day of the game, people were talking about that. I got I got super lucky. I was at that game. I forgot about it. Yeah, I was. What was that? Yeah, I mean, I, I so Rick and I are both seen ticket So we go to, a, like, raps are, uh, we're big, big raps fans. And I was, I I think I was at that game. I, for some reason, I can't remember now. I'm pretty sure I was. He, I remember he went off. He scored. Uh, uh, he like went off, but the Raptors won. I'm pretty sure. And it was like the best case scenario. I remember because he played well. Yeah. I think I think that's what happened. That was the game where he lost it on the last shot, right? No, oh, that was last that, year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's when he actually the first game back. Yeah. No. Game I back. think he had a dunk. Yeah. Didn't he have some poster yeah. dunk or something? Yeah, like, I forget who he dunked on, but yeah. Yeah. I'm just looking, and I'm still going through your Instagram, too. Even the one in Chicago with uh, Benny the Bull? What's his oh, name? Yeah, Benny dude. the Bull. Dumps the popcorn on you? Dude, that, that was dope. I had no idea that was coming. Apparently, he does that, like, every game. Like, he throws popcorn on somebody, but I had no idea. And then uh, I was just sitting there, and then, like, after it happened, I, there was just popcorn everywhere, and, like, some, like, custodian came over, and I, like, looked at her. I was like... I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, I just felt bad. Um, and then, like, the guy, like, this random dude next to me just started picking some off the ground and, like, eating it. And I was like, dude, what is going on? Yeah, I was like, come on, dude. So Of all, of all the places you, you went to, which arena or which, like, what moment was kind of, like, your least favorite? You're like, okay, these fans aren't super into the game. Or was there, like, a city that stood out on that side? Um, Dude, uh charlotte is rough i'm not gonna lie really charlotte was rough dude um it was like on new year's day like or new year's eve and like i just like it was dead there like it was a cool stadium you're on but it was like it was rough man no nobody was into it like they weren't playing well it was it was rough what's the best game you saw like actual game um dude uh in in new orleans uh brandon ingram went off for like 50 or 49 or something like that it was like in a i don't think it was double ot but it was ot and like uh dude that guy like brandon ingram's one of my favorite players like i just love i think he's swanky i just love watching him play uh and he like never looks like he cares he always just looks like he's yeah, that's him. yeah he's just like hey i'm here to play basketball like uh, whatever you want um so that was that was that game was like awesome. I forget who it was against, but that game was awesome. I'm a, I'm a big Ingram fan. I took him uh, blessing and a curse. The last couple of years, he's been poised for a breakout every year, and he disappoints every year. But this year in our league, I took him early in, in our auction draft, 
And yeah. he was honestly, he was. I think he was on pace to win uh, most improved player this year, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Like he would have been one of the front runners this year. It, uh, I do an auction draft too, and I spent so much money in Harden, um, and just never recovered. So I love auction drafts. People hate them. I love them. So I actually have some while. Yeah, so long. I have on the shelf back here. I don't know if you can see that corner. There's a gold ball. Yeah. So we That's did like a trophy. serious, like a serious auction draft, super competitive league this year. We got a trophy made, and it's been sitting. I was on my desk. I was waiting to give it to whoever won the league, and then after the season got canceled, I'm like, all right, I don't need this now. So it's tucked away there. But yeah, we got like, this professional trophy made and everything. And sick. Yeah. That's Dave, the, your buddy that you were traveling with, I guess his name's Colin. Yeah. So did you guys? Was this your ideas together? You said, hey, I'm doing this idea, and he's like, you know what? I love it. I'm in. Like. How did that work? Yeah, so um, Colin's like a tremendous photographer and, and videographer. Like he's producing this like full documentary <laughs> and stuff. Like he he's super talented. Uh, we live like pretty close to each other and we met through work. And like I kind of like I did for my job, I slow pitched him. Like I was like, yo, man, I got this crazy idea. And then like three weeks later, I was like, yo, man, I'm going to do this crazy idea. And then like another week, I was like, it'd be crazy if somebody came with me. And then like one more week later, I was like, you want to come? And by that time, he was like, all right, like I'm down, you know. Uh, I, I, I think it's insane that you guys didn't miss capturing the Jumbotron. Like, is he sitting there with his phone just ready to rock and roll like every time you got up? Dude, there he had like people DMing him being like, yo, you look like you're not having any fun because he's just like <laughs> – me and, like crouched out like hunched over just trying not to draw attention and like filming me but he was he was the man like he was ready every single time like this dude like good dude and like like i just felt bad like he had people dming him being like dude you look like you're miserable and he's like no nah, i'm just like focusing like I, i'm here for a reason you know um so it, it was fun and like the best part is we're still friends uh so like like people were like yo, you spent 30 days with somebody? Like, I couldn't spend 30 days with my wife. And I'm just like, yeah, like, we're still here, you know? So. How, awesome. so you said too, like, at some, part of the way through, people started DMing you, like, mascots, or people from the teams to give you tickets. Was Did it ever become a point where teams, they knew you were coming ahead of time, so it got a little bit easier? Or, like, from the onset, was it kind of just like, you're winging it and hoping to get on? Yeah, like the first half, winging and hoping it to get on. The second half, that's when like if a mascot DM'd me, I was like, all right, like they know what. Yeah. Like I never you're had part, part of the you're part of the community now. Yeah, I was like, I was like, okay, like this is this is cool. And if they were like, like when a team gave me seats, like if a mascot gave me seats, I was like, all right, like we should be good. Um, but I never you're had like, invited to the Christmas party. What'd you say? You're, you're gonna get invited to the annual mascot Christmas party this year. Dude, I hope so. That would be awesome, man. Like, some, some, you know, there's this mascot. This is a side tangent, but the mascot in Phoenix is like this gorilla. And, like, he's apparently like legendary. But, like, when me and Colin saw him, we were just like, dude, this guy is creepy. Cause it's like a realistic looking gorilla. Like, I, I remember, like, I met him and I was like, oh, man, this guy's weird. Um, so, anyway, side tangent, but I hope to get invited to the parties. Yeah. <laughs> Well, if we have a pals Christmas party, you're invited, Dave. No, you guys should have a Zoom pals Christmas party. I'd I'd be so down to hop on that. That's it with all our all of our past guests. I like it. Yeah, that'd be well, cool. 
Rick was the Rick had the idea. He's like, we should get costumes, and I was thinking like that would have been a good idea for this episode. But I'm like, first of all, where the heck am I gonna costume? It's not Halloween where everything's locked down. Like, yes. how the hell are we gonna costume? But honestly, in hindsight, it would have been it would have been a good one to all get into one. Dude, I, I in my closet, like I'm looking at my closet right now. I probably have still ten of the costumes, like the dragon. Co- I I have probably ten costumes that I like give away or or throw away. Um, and like I wear them, like in my job, like we do FaceTime or, or Zoom calls every morning, and sometimes I put them on, and like all my coworkers are like, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> you know. Dave, so. what jersey you got on? I can't I can't see what jersey you got on. This is like Bulls, baby. Oh, MJ Bulls. Yeah, Bulls. You guys been watching? Uh, oh, yeah. Michael. Yeah. What do you guys think of it? Love it. Absolutely love it. Like th- how they talk about like Pippen's worst, like basically the worst contract in NBA history, like most undervalued contract in like history. How Dennis Rodman just took a two-day absence from a team fighting like in the middle of the season to be a Carmen Electra in Vegas. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, I honestly, I think it's great. It's like, I think MJ too, the way he talks, I think he carries a lot of it. Like he, he like speaks well, he's very candid. Like they show him the, the good thing where they show him like a clip and he has a reaction to it. So he'll look at the clip and you see like, he's seeing it for the first time. So honestly, I think, I think Netflix with this thing hit a, hit a home run. And as unfortunate as it is, like that sports is not going on. Like I think everyone, anyone who has Netflix, He's definitely watching it. Yeah. It's um, it's funny. Like, I got no plans during the week. And then except for Sunday nights. Like, yo, Sunday nights, it's like, all right, like, I got, you know, like, we got this. Um, dude, but, yeah, like, that that Pippen contract, I was like, oh, my God. Like, that's terrible. Um, yeah. But then Rodman, like, I, I, like, always knew of Rodman. I saw stuff with, like, North Korea and, you know, whatever, like, him going over there. But, like, dude, that guy is – the man like to just have that like capability to be like yo i'm gonna go in the middle of the season i'm gonna drink a miller light and then hop on a motorcycle like that was hard yeah i was like dude this guy's the man like how like that wouldn't happen nowadays no no never yeah that won't happen ever again yeah and just like like there i just i don't know i mean times are different back then but uh I'm I'm loving it like I absolutely am and I I always knew like I knew some information about like Michael's career but like not to this depth you know. The only thing that I really that stands out to me I don't remember a lot of that time like I don't remember Michael Jordan playing and and all that I was kind of young but I re- do remember Rodman always being in the news but it's kind of funny like what I remember is that he was in the news because he dyed his hair he had piercings like he dressed differently. <laughs> But like the other stuff, I don't remember. Like like you said, the beer and getting on the bike, that I don't really remember being a thing. Yeah. Today, guys dress in whatever they want. They wear some of like the, the most outlandish outfits, and it doesn't make any headlines. If a guy was caught with a beer today, getting on a motorcycle after a game, like you'd be crucified. Yep. Yeah. And back then, it's like the opposite. Like because he dyed his hair, he was crazy and like out there, right? But yeah, I don't know. It's so far, I think it's it's awesome. Like I wish I could appreciate basketball more back then, because. Jordan is like, yeah, he's on another level. It's nothing like it. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, like, so I'm 28, and, like, so I saw Kobe play, right? And, like, I've heard or I've read that, like, there's something similar for this, like, with Kobe. And, like, for me, if that comes out or whenever that comes out, then it's like, yo, okay. Like, I can – I saw him play. You're right. I didn't see Jordan, like, really play growing up. Like, I just wasn't into the NBA. I just, like, 
I just didn't see that. So it doesn't mean as much to me as it would if it was Kobe or LeBron for that no, matter. LeBron, yeah. Yeah. So I think the, one of the coolest things, the, the, like the, the most like intriguing thing is that Jordan, like you don't hear from him ever. He's never in the news. He doesn't have social media. The guy's like got a flip phone. Like you don't know anything about him, right? He's like an enigma. You just know that he played basketball. He might've been like a big gambler, like that kind of stuff. Like LeBron, we see everything every day. Right, yeah. Kobe kind of that middle ground. Like he was kind of big when social media was coming up. So I feel like I know LeBron. There's probably stuff we don't. But Jordan, we, like you know nothing about his personal life and the behind the scenes. So to your point as well, I even think Kobe too will have kind of that mysteriousness a bit because he was such a competitor that behind yeah. those doors he probably said some like some pretty ruthless things. So that one will be a good one for sure too to see. Yeah. yeah even yeah. that was it the second episode when Jordan's talking about walking into the Bulls, uh, the like the vets' uh, hotel room. And he goes, I walked in and there was guys over here with, with certain people, guys over there with, you know, doing this. And and then it's like, do you call it the, oh, is it the cocaine circus? Wait, he called it the cocaine circus? Wait, no. Something like that. Oh, my oh God. God. Maybe I like missed that part or something, but I'll, oh, my God. No way. Yeah. That's badass. So, hey, he, so the reporter asked uh, Jordan a question. He's like, do you ever know about the team being referred to as the cocaine circus? And Jordan's like, no, I don't know that. But I know I walked into the room. And he tells the story. It's like, there was girls over here, beer over here, and other stuff over here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's funny. You're right. Because, like, partying back then was obviously a lot different. And, like, I'm sure partying people got away with. Like, the NBA players just got away with more. Like, you, like, now on social media, like, if, if a player, like, I saw one thing. And, like, excuse my language on this, but, like, What's his name? Uh, J.R. Smith. Like somebody like messaged him on Instagram, and he just wrote back trying to get the pipe, and like <laughs> that went everywhere. Like that went everywhere. Like just because screenshots and social media and people recording stuff. So I'm sure like those guys were able to get away with like a lot and have less scrutiny, which is kind of yeah. funny to think about. It's such a different time back then, right? Like today, everything. And I, honestly, even like going back to kind of the beginning of what you said about basketball being a community, I think that's also like. Maybe not a detriment, but that's also what's changed so much. Like basketball, I find of all the sports is the most like community. People are the most involved and, you know, maybe to a fault, some players probably, you know, get more attention and maybe it's not necessarily something they like, but basketball, you feel like the players, you can, you can DM somebody, you can, you know, like do what you did again, the jumbotrons, like it does feel like a community. And if you see the players embrace it too, which is, I think why basketball is like catapulted. In my opinion, I, I think it's, one of the biggest, if not the biggest, like sport going yeah. global. So, yeah. I will say, like, to that point, like, it's like shit sucks right now, right, in the world. Um, but a lot of NBA players, like, go live on Instagram and then they, like, have, like, the high school top prospects, like, request to join and they let them join and they give advice. And, like, it's kind of cool just to see, like, some the way some of these NBA players and, and even other sports are just interacting with their fans and like going live and like inviting random people. It's like kind of cool. So I think it's awesome. Yeah. Dave, do you think there's when this all ends or even next season, there's going to be someone doing what you did for, let's say, hockey or baseball or a different sport? Do you think there's going to be imitators coming up? Dude, I, I would be stoked if there was like, um, in a sense of like, yo, it, it was fun. It was positive. It for sure, for sure changed my life. So if anybody else did it, it'd be awesome. Like there was these two guys right after that went to 31 hockey games in 31 days. And they were called like 31 and 31. And they did it. And it was dope. Um, 
so like that right there like we kind of became like subtle friends like just like like we started following each other small stuff like that but like that's cool so like if somebody else did it like yeah man go for it like there's no patent on it like i, I fully support it you know yeah do you remember uh i know rick you probably remember this being canadian do you remember seeing those the guys in the green uh alien body suits at the vancouver vancouver canucks right rick yeah they used to be so the vancouver canucks had maybe like five years ago maybe even a little longer they would wear like those green morph suits and they sat behind the penalty box and they would do like somersaults and like, like just mock people. And it became a pretty big thing. I don't know if, you know, in Canada, it was, it was huge. It's hockey up here. And, but honest, that to this day, that's the first kind of like big thing that I saw of somebody getting kind of attention from being on the Jumbotron. And like, they would just nonstop go in the penalty box. They would not stop these guys. Like, honestly, yeah. quite, quite entertaining. You should look it up. A hundred percent, like stuff like that. I mean, the biggest thing for the the journey that I did with Colin was that like, yo, it was fun and it was positive. Like we had fun and we were positive the entire time. We had this mentality where it was like, yes, and like, so if something bad happened or like good happened, you'd be like, yes, and let's keep going, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, but like if somebody, yeah, like the fact that those more suit guys, like I can't wait to look that up. Like I'm, I'm stoked to look it up. Like I, I think that stuff is awesome. So, and I've like thought like, I want to keep doing it. I don't have season tickets to the Sixers, but like, I'd like to. I might just dress up like I did with the Sixers and just try to go to that every game or something. Like that'd be fun, you know. Um, so we'll see. I was thinking, George, when you said the morph suits, I was thinking the first real, I guess, fan experience person is Nav Batia, like the Raptors super fan. Yeah. You know, like every game he's there, you see him courtside, and he doesn't get on the jumble on every game, but. You see him and you know who he is, right? He, yeah, he would be like, well, he would be like Spike Lee in New York, Jack Nicholas yeah. in LA. Like, he's our, and I think you guys, I think Philly has that guy. The old guy. Old guy. He came to Toronto in the series. I couldn't stand that guy. But he sits close. I think every city's got one. I mean, you mentioned MSG, that guy as well, who knows everybody. But yeah. not, not for sure. The super fan for us, like, I think he hasn't missed the games since 95. Yeah. Dude, I, I saw that story when you guys were in the championship last year. And uh, that guy seems like the man, like, donates money. Like, you know, um, the Sixers have this dude named Alan Horowitz who, who I actually met on the trip. And this guy is, like, he's, he's the man. He, like, travels with the team. Uh, he has, like, a private jet. Like, this dude is, like – but he's, like, such a nice dude. Like, he's, like – and he, like, gives back. He just turned 76, which is crazy. I think that's what we're talking about. Yeah, dude, like he's fucking up there. Um, but like he he like brings like seventy six kids. Like on his seventy sixth birthday, he brought seventy. So that's kids. like the same with our Nav Batia. Hundred percent, yeah, yeah. That is, honestly, that is cool. And yeah, to your point, like Nav is the kind of guy for us. Like, like the team, he's, he's honestly part of the team. At one year, he was on the tickets. Like the players on the tickets is one that has Nav on the tickets. Last year, when they won the championship, like he was at every game. I think he's the only yeah. person not on the team and like team executive staff they got a real ring like like not a rep the authentic ring from the championship wait he got a real ring yeah yeah, yeah. real real one because he's technically considered an ambassador he's like drake he's like an ambassador for the raptors what yeah did drake get a ring yeah drake got two how did you one right here too Oh, is that a rep? Yeah, the reps. He came out at the opening game this past year. Oh, that's dope. Yeah. I tell everyone it's real, though. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, man. That's, uh, 
I still can't believe that. What a crazy thing. Like, I would never think to do that. But uh, even you said the guys that did hockey, 31 and 31, but it's like, that's impressive to do. Just like the journey and, and the travel. It's, it's definitely impressive. But then to get on the Jumbotron is just a full nother level. Like, yeah. It was like, it was mentally draining. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, because you just like, you couldn't just show up and then watch the game. You had to like show up and like, I would get there early and then like try to wave at the cameraman, you know, so that he saw me and like noticed me and then like would stand up and like dance during the timeouts. And like you deal with like people that are like talking shit at you because like you're standing up in timeouts wearing a costume dancing when sometimes the camera person isn't even looking at you kind of deal. Um, so, like, it, you know, I dealt with, like, people just being, like, dude, like, sit down. Like, you know, like, there's some haters out there for sure. But, like, though. it was, you know, in the end, like, it was fun. And I, I made me appreciate the NBA more. Um, the NBA, like, it was at the end, like, they retweeted me or tweeted at me. And I was, like, oh, this is this is cool. Like, this is – I was, like, this is cool. So. That's one of the things, too, that I that I hate. And I, I would imagine you had that happen. But. I know, Ricky, this is yours too. Like at a game, when you're standing up to cheer for your team or you're, you know, you're getting excited, like that's what you're supposed to do. And I'll never forget, Ricky and I were at a game together in the playoffs. I can't remember which round it was, but we were standing in like the, the fourth quarter. We're like, man, we're about to go. I think it was Eastern Conference but Finals. It was Milwaukee. It was Milwaukee yeah. game six. Mm. And we're standing the whole time, like almost the entire game. But the people would stand and sit down. People behind us would be like, hey, can you sit down? We're like, man, our team is on the brink of history. You yeah. can't stand for 12 minutes up to, like, we paid for these seats. I'm like, we paid for these seats? I'm like, guys, like, you should be so happy. That's one thing I never understand with fans. Yeah. Like, when you're happy, you should, you should want people to bring that energy every game. The thing was, it was like game six. Raptors win this game. They're going to the finals, the NBA finals. Mm. As like, people are telling us to sit down. At the fourth quarter, I just looked back. I'm like, I'm not sitting. It's the fourth quarter. Like, if you want to sit, go watch it at home, man. Like, we spent, like, $1,000 on these seats. Like, we're not sitting, man. Like, get up. Yeah. Dude, uh, we just did it. We just stood there the whole time. And then we asked the people beside us to keep standing, too. Yeah. Dude, how did you should? Like, I fully support that. Also, like, I remember I had to buy tickets for Toronto. And, yo, that they're expensive. Like, I'm not going to say they expensive. I don't – I guess that's, like – I, I just, like, was blown away about how much money. And, like, they're expensive, yo. They're really expensive. Yeah. yeah, man, it's crazy. It's like you paid such good money to be here, to live in the environment, to see this in person, and yeah. you want to sit down because your legs are tired? Like, the f- like, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're only there for a few hours. Yeah, I, 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 I've been there. Like, it. I hear what you guys are saying. Uh, I don't want to start because I'll go on a big rant on this. So I, I said my piece. I'm going to leave it at that. If you ever come up to Toronto and you want to get back on a jumbotron or just watch the game, I'm sure me and one of us take you out to the game, and we got. We have tickets, so assuming this season comes back, or if it doesn't next year, you let us know, and we'll be happy to happy to host you up here and show you uh, show you the good side of Toronto. Dude, I would appreciate that. I would only do it if both of you guys could do it. I'm not gonna bullshit We're you. In. Like I, yeah, I would only do it if both of you guys could do we'll it. We'll dress up. We'll all throw costumes on, and we'll all get on. <laughs> like, it'd be so funny if you just had like a bunch of Raptors like walking through the arena, like like four, you know, like three to five, like whatever it was. It'd be so funny. Uh, so, Dave, another funny story during the playoffs. Um, during the it was the Philly series. So me and Georgie went together to a game, and we made these cutouts. You know, like you have like, I George might I don't think you have, not, but yeah. we had we had one of Nick Nurse. Like getting his back massaged by Drake. Actually, no, it was against Milwaukee because it was the Milwaukee coach, and his face was like, 
making one of those like dumb looking faces. Yeah, yeah. So we had the cutouts. We brought them with us, and like we were holding them up every single timeout, every stoppage of play, everything. After the game, we're walking down. We like me and George are the same. We'll, we'll wait till the end of the game to leave. Hundred percent. Yeah. So down basically to the baseline at the game. It goes, so our uh, our announcer, Jack Armstrong, and um, uh, what's the other guy's name, George? I can't. Whatever, the, the post-game announcers and, and the ringside announcers, they see us, they're like, oh, come over here, take a picture. So we got a picture on the court after game six or whatever with, uh, like, our, our announcers, and it was uh, it was a point. I think if you check the Instagram, the picture should be there, but it was a good time. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely check it after this. Like, um, dude, going courtside, it's a, it's a pretty surreal yeah. feeling, you know? That's uh, one thing you have in common. Like Ricky and I have always been like the big like sign guys. Uh, it goes actually started when the Blue Jays in 2015, I think, when they were making their like big historic run. We went to a game and we made. I uh, had the idea to make a cutout of a crying Jordan head with like a with a or no Baltimore with Baltimore, like a yeah, yeah. with the crying Jordan head. Nice, nice. That one got on like Twitter and I saw like Sportsnet posted it and then from then on like Ricky went down to like I think Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland game, yeah. Jordan. Yeah, you got to do it, man. You got to support the team. You got to support the boys. They feed off the energy. Yo, um, on a quick on a quick question, I don't know if this is going to hit with you guys. I used to work with uh, P.K. Subin. What do you guys think of that guy? Are you guys Love fans? P.K. Love P.K., man. You know what? What Montreal did to him was just brutal. Mm. Brutal. Guys, like, he's a Toronto kid, went, got drafted to Montreal, donated, like, 50 million dollars over 10 years to the hospital like used to go to the hospital like just overall amazing person and they ship him off like i get it you got weber back and it's a business decision but pk is an awesome dude i played hockey against him a couple times when i was a kid no way i wasn't good like he probably lit me up but um (laughs) yeah when i was a kid he was he was a year older than me but I got called up to the like to the team a year older than my team, and like that was the team that had Tavares and Brian Cameron, Sam Gagne. It was basically like an all-star hockey team, and uh, yeah, played against PK. But beauty, dude. Like I'm, even when you see him out in Toronto, like always stops, like shakes your hand, like sh- exchanges a couple words with you. Right on. Yeah. All right. Okay. I I worked with him for a little bit, and he he was like, he was the man. Like it was it was one shoot. It was one like video shoot. And um, he stayed like an hour past the time that we had, like was so nice. At the end, he went up to everybody, shook his hands. And he was like, um, I was like, man, is every Canadian like this? Because like, I don't know, I got never like whatever. Just I didn't really work with many people from Canada or whatever. And he was just like the man. I believe I believe in that guy. He just seems like yeah. a good dude, you know. Most most Canadians are nice. I will say that. That's, that's, that's yeah. Their type doesn't apply. At least we, you know. All right, fair. Uh, all right, man. Honestly, I, I like. I have any other questions. I, we kind of got them all. We had so many trying to like pull from yeah. different places to understand how this idea came up. And honestly, man, like, good for you for doing it and just like having that idea, sticking it out. One of our big things on this topic, why we started the podcast to circle back, is like, you know, having an idea, taking that leap, and kind of trying something that's you know a little unknown and, and taking a risk and all that. And clearly, you did that, man. And good for you for doing it. And and. Uh, yeah, very cool. Very cool. I appreciate it. How do how do we finish this off? We have to do this photo. How do we? Oh, how do- well, Dave, Dave, one other question too. We we usually ask our all of our guests this, and it's I think it's going to be an interesting answer from you. If you could go and tell yourself prior to this thirty days, you, your your experience, 
Tell yourself one thing, give one piece of advice to yourself before you started this journey. What would you say to yourself? Um, I would say in a, in a real standpoint to ask for way more than you expect. Um, there were times when like, I would like a team would reach out and they'd be like, Hey, like here's, here's tickets. Right. And I could, I was just like, thank you so much. And like, I should have been like, thank you. Can I have a, a tour of the court or meet this player afterwards? Like I definitely asked towards the end, but like, it never hurts to ask. And I know that's like a lot of people say that, but like, you never shoot know. Your shot. Yeah, dude, hundred percent. Like shoot your shot. And like, I should have had that mentality more throughout the trip. That is good advice. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. But like, it made me <laughs> hey, like. Maybe next year you can do hockey. I, I thought about doing hockey, honestly, because that's the only other sport you could do, like base, eh, baseball, maybe. Baseball but like, you could do too, yeah. Not as much like Jumbotron stuff for baseball. Yeah, yeah. But like, I've thought about hockey. I just get so cold. Like, I'm not good with like. Just cold, cold thinking about the ice. Dude, 100%. And like, but like, hockey would be fun. Hockey would be really fun. So. All right, Dave, appreciate you uh, coming on. This is honestly awesome, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks, guys, for having me. I, I got it. How do we do this photo, though? Dave, so, oh, our contest. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, Dave. Yeah. So, we ran a contest on our Instagram. Each comment was an entry, and we have over 200, actually 200 comments, exactly. So, what we need from you is to pick a number from 4 to 204. Four to two hundred four. Um, I would say four to two hundred four. Man, um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with thirty. I did thirty NBA games, thirty a day. I'll go with thirty. Number thirty. I figured you were gonna say that too. So we can announce our first winner of our limited edition Pals Podcast shirt is Georgia Leto. So Georgia, we'll hit you up. We'll slide in your DMs, and we'll uh, we'll get your co- contact info and send you a. Uh, a shirt and a little care package. Right on. Dave, we're going to send you one too, buddy. we got to get you uh, into the Pals Podcast merch. 100%, dude. I'd love that. Um, yo, when you guys uh, when you guys get this live and stuff, please let me know. I'll share it all and would love to. If that's cool with y'all. Yeah, beauty, buddy. 100%. It should be up. It actually might be at what time is it now? Most likely first thing in the morning. So we're getting a little later by the time we edit it. So uh, one of us will shoot you a message and then that's it, man. Thank you. Beauty, Dave, thanks again, buddy. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain. And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every I got alone. No one thing. You're not alright. I'm not alright. Take away